Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellen podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. Well, friends, we are in a series called Living Courageously. We're exploring together what courage in Christ looks like, how we can be brave and step into our truest, fullest selves with the love of God. This week, we are in the book of Matthew, and I'm going to read the passage for you. And don't hesitate to raise your hand if you would like a Bible. Our ushers can provide that for you. So... You can also follow along on your phone or just listen. So we're in Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 25. And this is, this is Jesus speaking, FYI. <laughs> Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Amen, and that's the sermon. Jesus really did it. Um, The phrase, don't worry, carries a different meaning for me. It was third grade, and my teacher was going through a family loss, a really devastating time of grief. And so the school counselor had asked all of the students to create comfort greeting cards for the teacher. And I spent a long time creating a very lovely artistic creation that I thought was just so comforting. And it said, don't worry, be happy with a smiley face. Third grade Jenna had obviously not completed pastoral care training just yet, but I thought that this smiley face of comfort was exactly what Miss Melberg needed to feel better. Don't worry, be happy. 
it kind of missed the mark, and the school counselor asked me to recreate something, and I ended up drawing some flowers and something very neutral. Don't worry, be happy. Is that what Jesus is saying to us? Is Jesus just calling us to put a smile on our faces and dismiss all our true concerns? Consider the lilies of the field. I don't know if you have ever had a panic attack or you know someone that has had a panic attack, but I'll tell you right now, they don't want to consider the lilies of the field. In that moment, you know this true you know this to be true that it's a complex, scary world out there. There are many scary things. And it would be more helpful, it seems, to consider the worst case scenario than to consider the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. But here Jesus is challenging us and inviting us to rest in peace. The word air here, when he says the birds of the air, it's the same word as heaven. It's translated as the birds of heaven. And it's the same as when the Gospel of John, when John says, talks about Jesus saying, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born from above. The same word that the the birds are from, above, heaven. The birds of heaven. Jesus is not asking us to be perfect robots of Christian happiness. Jesus is not saying, don't worry, be happy. Jesus is saying, don't worry, be here. It takes a lot of courage to be here, doesn't it? And Jesus is asking us to remember that we are all part of God's beautiful creation. And things aren't always what they seem. God is even more present than we realize. And the best way to access God's presence is right here, right now. If your yesterdays have been full of sorrow or your tomorrows seem very uncertain, then today can be a pretty scary place to be. Our todays get so impacted by the shadow of the past and the shadow of the future. So often we miss the present moment because we're just running around regretting the past and worrying about the future. Meanwhile, Jesus asks us to be present now. Sometimes it really is as simple as obeying a commandment from Jesus. He says, don't worry. And what if we just took him at his word? What if we just obeyed that commandment? I'm not saying it isn't hard. I'm not saying there won't be struggle. But sometimes it is just that simple that God wants us to refocus and feel held in peace. 
Jesus doesn't say that we have to be as careless as a flower or bird or we have to be exactly this certain way. He isn't offering us a 21-day meditation program to take away all of our woes. He isn't even promising that tomorrow won't be hard. Did, did he say that? No. And he's not saying that yesterday was perfect. But he's saying that courage is today. That courage is available to us today in the present moment with Christ. It's kind of like a redirection of our focus, a broadening of perspective, zooming out and seeing the bigger picture. That we are part of this mysterious web of creation in which creatures' needs are met. God's plants get watered. Hearts beat, inhales, expand our lungs. And all of this is not up to us. It happens even without us. Can you imagine that? Creation happens without us. all by acts of grace. So it's about expanding our view and seeing a bigger picture, a bigger picture in which God's love is everywhere. Trauma can literally blind us. Researchers have shown that part of PTSD is a limited view of reality. When we're so focused on survival, considering the lilies of the field is a luxury. It's, it's not possible. But researchers have shown that post-traumatic traumatic growth is possible. And one sign of that is being able to orient to one's surroundings more and see things clearer including nature itself. It's almost like putting on a pair of glasses for the first time and noticing the leaves on a tree. When we feel at peace with God, we, we can notice the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. So what if God is calling us to notice, to put the worries on pause, because as Jesus says, we can't add a single hour to our life with worries. In fact, we might be losing time with worry. The opposite is true. We might just be losing time when we are buried in worry. We can let tomorrow be what it will be. And we can forgive yesterday for being what it was. Jesus knew that suffering would come. This is another reminder. Jesus wasn't saying that all will be easy. 
the common commentator Thomas Long writes, Jesus may have said, do not worry about tomorrow, but the same Jesus later fell on his knees at Gethsemane because his own tomorrow had a cross in it. And he was deeply grieved, even to death. Tomorrows can be scary. Jesus still weeps. Jesus still feels the pangs of grief. Jesus doesn't numb himself to any of it. But he experiences it in its moment. Wrapped up in the grace of God. Present with whatever is here right now. There's a mural somewhere around town that says, all we have is now. And it usually annoys me. <laughs> because I don't like for murals to tell me things. But darn if that mural isn't kind of right. All we really have is now. So how will we spend it? Will we spend it worrying? Or will we spend it at peace? What if peace is closer than we think it is? What if peace is available to us right here? God hasn't left us. Birds are flying, flowers are blooming, beauty surrounds us, and we're going to be okay if we take it one step at a time with Jesus in the present. Because, you see, God has a bird's eye view. God can see it all, and God knows everything. And so what if we can occasionally zoom out and get that bird's eye view, that all is well, that we are not alone, and that worrying can't save us? There's a song called From This One Place, and I probably will reference um, Sarah Groves a lot, but she's a very form formational artist. And this is the, the, the song. I was about to give up, and that's no lie. Cardinal landed outside my window threw his head back and sang a song, so beautiful it made me cry. Took me back to a childhood tree full of birds and dreams. From this one place, I can't see very far. In this one moment, I'm square in the dark. These are the things I will trust in my heart. You can see something else something else. I don't know what's making me so afraid, tiny cloud over my head, heavy and gray with a hint of dread. I don't like to feel this way. Take me back to a window seat, 
with clouds beneath my feet. From this one place, I can't see very far. In this one moment, I'm square in the dark. These are the things I will trust in my heart. You can see something else. Thanks be to God that God can see something else. Let's pray. God, we confess that we do like to spend so much time worrying, so much time analyzing the future, predicting what will go wrong. Catastrophes seem to be what we're most comfortable imagining, God. And you call us, oh Lord, to let all of that go. Help us to be courageous enough to be here in the present with you. Teach us, lead us back to this present moment again and again, oh God. as we breathe, may we feel your presence close to us, reminding us that you do care, that you have not left us, that we matter to you. It's all this we ask, O oh God, in the name of your precious son, Jesus, who teaches us so much. Amen.